382. So it's a good number. 382. Even number. You know, you know, even numbers. Mm. Like <laughs> when, I'm across I, 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 <laughs> you're across vowels and consonants. I am too, but I just say that I'm I'm a little bit OCD about even numbers. So right. that if I'm say I'm watching my LG OLED, right? Mm. Yep. And I'm turning up the volume. Mm. It's got to be an even number that I stop at. Okay, well, I'll, and my I'll, wife, my wife teases me by putting it on say twenty seven, and I'm thinking, no, okay, I'll see your even number and raise you <laughs> alarm clock OCD. I okay. never set my alarm to a five or a zero. Really? Yep. So you do like I don't a, wake a up at one, six twenty five. I wake up at six twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Six. I'll set an alarm Why? for six twenty three, six twenty seven, <laughs> and six twenty nine. Okay. I just I. Just rather than being the the clean I just, five, I just or, can't. Or I can't zero. set an alarm for quarter past or twenty past or half past. It just something in my head says, "Dude, you're not going to wake up." It's weird. So what? You, a minute earlier, you'll be right. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. So instead of six fifteen, six fourteen, and you're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the, that added minute. Oh, you think it's okay to be an eleven <laughs> instead of a twelve on the volume? Do you? Well, mate? no, I don't. I'd prefer the twelve. But that's what I'm saying. Even even on my uh, computer, like you know, with the number of bars, you, yeah. you go up the volume. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I stick to even. But sometimes when you come down, it's still too loud on an even number. And, and I'm thinking, what do I do And then here? if you go down two, it's yeah, too low. Yeah, it's too low. And, and so I'm, I'm caught there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is just a little tour inside wow. my head. <laughs> I, I couldn't. That, that's probably the happiest I am that I hit record before we started the show. Okay, good. Two blokes talking tech. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. It's the first time I've heard it live. <laughs> it's the first time we've done a show with that uh, yeah. playing live uh, rather shout than post-production. Absolutely. Great work, shout, Billy Boy. Shout out to Bill Weaver. Well done. And uh, and to, uh, to Abe, Abe Addy as well from... Uh, is abesaudio.com.au, yes. For uh, all, the new, uh, all the new sounds of the shows. We do it thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. And uh, there is a lot to get through today because um, next week we are travelling. We're both travelling for two different events, for two different companies, and we're going to try and do a, a remote show where it still sounds amazing. But last week, as we were recording the show, we couldn't talk about the things that we'd seen that day mm. because of we'd embargo just, times. We'd just seen it, eh? That, Literally. That day. <laughs> and it's like, but the embargo's tomorrow morning. But it's like, it's tonight. We're recording tonight. Anyway, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to run you through everything we, sh- we saw at LG's uh, Audio Visual Showcase uh, for their 2019 range of products. It's, uh, it's overwhelming, uh, I won't lie, uh, because when you, stuff. when you walk through and to paint the picture for people, LG... Uh, put on an event at a, at a home. So they, they kind of take over a home, not just for the media, but for a whole bunch of other reasons and the buyers and, and even internationally buyers come to see the products. But then we get to see a lot of TVs in one room. You get to listen to the TVs. You get to see the TVs. You get to see some of the new features. And the point here is that we've seen some of these features in announcement sense, um, but even when things are announced at CES, you don't know exactly which model and which sizes and all those kind of things are coming to Australia and, of course, the prices. Now, Stephen, we will break down and we'll talk about all the different things in terms of what sort of TVs that are coming, the prices and all that stuff. And there's some really cool features coming in the operating system and in the smarts. But my headline for the day, and I think I used it on EFTM, is everything's 4K. Yeah. And I don't know that it was downplayed, but it was it was just mentioned once. Every yep. single TV, 2019 model TV that LG brings into the country, every single 2019 TV from LG that's sold in Australia this year, is 4K. 4K, of There's course. There's no more full high-definition TVs and then 4K. 
it's just 4K. I think that's a big step forward for it is. television. And, and LG aren't alone there. I think the, uh, the they've, they've, they've seen the fact that why why bother why bother buying a HD TV? There's plenty of yeah. 4K content out there. Like the story five or six years ago when 4K was pretty new, uh, there there was obviously still demand for sure. HD, full HD. So I think uh, we've come, we've reached that saturation point now where you can't not buy a 4K TV, and that that's been the case most. Like I think 99 percent of of TVs sold today would be 4K, oh. but now 100% from LG. I think you're pulling a number out of the air there, there's no doubt. That's just a Stephen Fennick fact. 98%, I should have said, even number. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point being that, look, the, the cheapest LG TV this year is $1,299. It's good. Yeah, it's, like a four, it's, it's a 43-inch TV. But but if you if you have to go even lower than that, then yes, you might be compromising on not just brand, but on that pixel quality and different things like yeah. that. So that, to me, is a big deal. I think that's a really good... Thing to be selling. I think it's a great thing to be able to sell in store. I think the retailers can actually make that point up against potentially other manufacturers and say, well, the only thing LG is selling are, um, are 4K TVs. And I think that'll go down well in the market. Absolutely right. And, and you know, I'm sure you get this as well, that one of the most often asked questions I get is, I want to buy a TV. What's a good TV to buy? Yeah. Do you get that asked that 20 oh, times a week? All the time. Me, me too. So, now with this new range, I think LG, you know, we're going to talk about OLED, Super UHD, UHD. They've got quite a selection, and unlike any other TV brand, they can offer that. Mm. Like no other company's got OLED, or, or other others do, but not as prominently as LG. Well, well LG make it for I a start, think, and and we'll talk about your view on the highlight being an OLED. But just in terms of breaking that down, it's really interesting that you make that point because if you think about uh, like a, even a second tier brand that might sell a bucket load of TVs, and they might have an OLED, but they've just got the one or the two, whereas uh, LG have a range of OLEDs, a range of Super UHD, and a range of UHD. But you just think think it's important to to look at that range of OLED and go, hang on a minute, they've literally got several steps of OLED as well. Absolutely. Well, they've got three three classes of – so three – uh, so there's good, better, best in in every category, including OLED. Yeah. So they've they've got the the C9 uh, series, they've got the E9 series, and they've got the W9, the the wallpaper, you know, the W series, yep. which is still there, still Beautiful. looks incredible. Like nothing that came out what two, three years ago, and mm. there's nothing else on the market anything no. like it. No. So they're and still the, leading the way. And the only the thing close is, as you mentioned to me earlier, the LG's own announcement of a rollable TV. That's right. Yeah. Exactly right. So like in terms of game changing, showstopper yeah. style television. And I think that's critical and it's a good thing in terms of let's just try and educate people in, in the show on when, when you're shopping for a TV, uh, model numbers are complex. Okay, so the model number for uh, the, the, the lowest price OLED is OLED 55C9PTA. It's not, not relevant to you, but these are the numbers that are actually used on websites, on JBs and Harveys yeah. and stuff, to differentiate model by model and yeah. allows you to price match and, and price compare and yeah. things like that. For 2019, what you're looking for is the 9. So the C9. Yes. You know, the, the E9, that means it's a 2019 model. The C8 is last year's. Yeah. The E8 is last year's. So that's how you know you're getting this year's model. And I think that's critical because there will be some really good deals on TVs over the next few months. Oh, yeah. It's TV season now. I and, think, uh, and a great time to ask, you know, well, hang on a minute. What is the price of last year's model? Because it might be a steal for you. But you might say to yourself, well, hang on. I've just listened to two blokes talking tech and there's some really <laughs> cool AI and there's Alexa and there's things we're going to tell you about. So there's an important differentiation to understand which model you're buying, but 
even if another company is selling an OLED TV and they're, the OLED's beautiful, it's, yep. it's without question the best thing you can get in terms of picture quality. Um, LG have a range. Absolutely. Yeah, you, like you said, the, the other companies got maybe one, two, and, and limited in size as well. I think the biggest other companies may sell as like a 65-inch. Yep. If you want a 77-inch or a, or, or a larger 77, 65, 77 from LG, yep. they've got you covered. Uh, and just, just on you were saying with the, the model numbers, so the model codes have the size of the TV in it as well. Correct. So if it's got, the, like for example, the OLED 55C9, then you know that's an OLED TV, 55 inches in C9, which is this year's model. That's right. So it's really easy to differentiate between all these other brands, and we'll, yep. we'll, we'll go through Super UHD and UHD as well. But uh, I think OLED is without a doubt their hero product here, no still still is and will continue to be. Uh, the the designs and, and, and the, the technology behind it, I think for, for those who don't maybe understand, OLED – is the reason it offers these beautiful deep black colours is because there's no backlight on these TVs. This organic material illuminates when the charge passes through it. So unlike a conventional TV that has a backlight, to create black, that backlight has to be blocked somehow. And and that's a difficult task for a TV. And to produce that pure inky, real ink black colour, the OLED does it easily. And the number one way I test how good a TV is at producing those blacks is I turn off all the lights in the room and I run a movie trailer or, or a, the, the credits. Credits are a great thing. Black screen, white writing. Yep. On an OLED, you, your eye will see uh, black and white. It's just – and you can go up close to it and the, the edge of it, the letter T will, will have a straight line, one side of which is white, the other side of which is black. Pure black, yeah. On – any other TV, any other TV, it will be white and then a small blur. It might be the tiniest yeah. of blur, like gradient into the black, which is essentially like it's like a, a glow, like a halo yeah. around it. It's like a little bit sort of hey, a smokier color than it, the, the It doesn't look bad. Yeah. It's yeah. just that's the it's difference. It's just not perfect. Like that's, OLED's perfect and the other TVs are near perfect. And, and this this uh, this applies to LG's own Super UHD yep. and UHD, and what, what's happening every single year is, is those other ones get better. But they're all saying they're get, getting better towards OLED. Even LG compared their Super UHD to their OLED for us to, to let us see how good theirs was. Absolutely. But when it comes to OLED, you can now get a 55-inch, as you said, right up to a 77-inch. Now, I'm not going to lie, on the weekend, I watched the Formula 1, in the best quality I've ever watched it in my life. So 4K on Foxtel? 4K, on which a, is great, on a 77-inch <laughs> OLED TV. Beautiful. Now, I, I can't even begin to, to describe how good it was because, A, you go scale with a 77-inch, that's enormous. B, you have a 4K input. And this is what's critical here. People talk about the, the lack of certain you know, quality of programming. But if you're going to spend 15, 20 grand on a television – Trust me, you want to spend your money on the 4K subscription to Netflix. Absolutely. You want to upgrade your Foxtel to 4K. Yeah. I had a couple of, a couple of people come around to watch the Formula 1 with me purely to get their views on what they were seeing in both the 4K and the TV. Okay. And My invite got lost in the mail. Well, mate, you're so not okay. exactly a rev head. Okay? I watched it. I watched the race. Okay. Would you have brought your passport? Probably not. No, exactly. So <laughs> I would have watched it right here. Mate. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, it was we we switched between the the high definition channel and the yep. 4K, and it was it was consistently obvious that I was watching 4K. What was interesting though was 
Sky Sports who cover the the Formula One, they do all the pre, you know, they're in the pits, yeah. they're talking and stuff. I was messaging a friend of mine who works in in Fox Sports, and I said, "Listen, I've got to be honest with you, it's a bit disappointing. This is not 4K. I can tell you right now, I'm not Stephen Fennick. I don't have your eye, yeah. and I admit that you have a much better eye than you. But I could tell this was not 4K, yeah. even on the 4K channel. And the problem was all the pit cameras and stuff were probably not 4K, being yeah, and sure. they were probably being upscaled. Okay. He said, "Just wait for the race." Right. And when the race came on, when you switch to the to the Formula One's own television broadcast, yep. you know their their live feed, man, it was stunning. It was it was spectacular, and the OLED produced great. Because this is the other thing about OLEDs. People talked about plasma back in the day yep. being great for fast action. OLED sensational. Yeah, really smooth. So there's smooth, no, there's smooth no, there's vision, no ghosting or blue crystal or, clear. Yeah. You know this this and is that's a good test actually with Formula One because like yeah. fast moving objects, if they're smooth, then watching a, a, an action movie or like a league game. They're not as fast as a Formula One car. No. So that's going to look smooth. You know, watch, silk watching as well. a Formula One car go around a corner with a camera panning from a distance, yeah. to be able to read the sponsors in 4K and not in HD was critical. Yep. And then to be able to, to really understand there was no motion blur was outstanding. So that added detail, do you think, added to your enjoyment of 100%. the race? No. So what, doubt. what could you say? You could see the cars obviously better and the. the I could see the, the pothole before Daniel Ricciardo did. <laughs> <laughs> and it pains yeah. me to say what that. What happened there? He sort of went up on the grass he put first, two wheels, didn't he? He put two wheels on the grass, which is not uncommon off the start line, yeah. and there was a gutter there. There was a there was a, a, oh. a gutter, and because the, the front wheel went into the gutter, the, the nose was then in the grass, just, and the oh, nose just ripped off. Up. Yeah, well, I saw that. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah. But, yes, that's that's why OLED is yes. of the scale And we've got to remember, too, that – we, we talk so much about how uh, the deep blacks, how it produces great black colours. Yep. But from great black, that's where the good colour comes from as well. A lot of people don't realise that. Because they, you have the contrast the, between the, them. Exactly right. So you're having, you're having this better palette of colour. Because you can produce that pure black, the other colour is going to be a lot more accurate and bright mm. as well. Um, so I, I think I, I've always been an OLED fan. I, I, I just think once you see OLED and are used to OLED, it's hard, it's hard not to... Yeah. Watch something else. It's hard to watch anything else. It's like having a car with power steering. You're not going to buy a car without power steering next time, are you? Mm. So your eye really gets used to that quality. That's true. So just quickly to wrap up OLED, to run through the range, um, $38.99. These are recommended retail prices. Obviously, they'll come to market and they'll be super competitive in the retail. Yeah, the, the entry-level 2019 model is actually pretty good. Yeah. The 55-inch, 38 $38.99. That's a yeah. great price. And in store, you probably get that for even a little slightly cheaper. I, I would think it won't be long before that's 35. 65-inch yeah. um, in the C9 is 6,300. 77-inch in the C9, and that's the one I watched on the weekend, $16,000. So it was the C9, not the C8. Yes. C9. Wow. Yes. But – Sixteen grand clear, worth. To be clear, all the TVs they had on display, and, yeah. and they're, they're not the Australian models yet, so I couldn't play with any of the other functions uh, other than really. Couldn't watch free to air TV. Or oh no, I, I, I the menus okay. were, were in in a different country. There was different I, I didn't have Netflix. No, no, you could choose stuff, but like it's not Australian software, so I didn't sure. even begin to to test some of the things we're going to talk about today. I simply wanted to see four K. Formula One, Bingo. and it was sensational. So that was Bingo. a sixteen thousand dollar TV. Yeah, and. I you often don't want to give something back, right? <laughs> the reason I don't want to give it back, really, is mate, I'm worried about taking it off the shelf. Like oh, it's just you know, it's, pack it away. It's it's nervous. It's pretty fragile. It's a nervous yeah, it's experience. Very, still very thin, and they're so thin. Yeah, and the bigger they careful. are, the more give there is in that in that yeah, thin panel, right? You got to be careful. Did it have? Did the box have a little sensor on it no. to detect? Um, if it had been dropped or anything. <laughs> I wish it did because I was thinking about ringing LG and saying, oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the box has dropped, the TV doesn't work. But but it's okay, I've got a council clean up, I'll put it out. 
and just hope that they say, yeah, no worries, thanks very much, and write it off. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> anyway, then you go into the E9, which is obviously a step up in not just um, the the – the, the television itself, but yep. just the framing. The design, this, yeah. The design the is, is, is a step up here as well. as well. So the 55 there is 4,200, the 65 is 7,000, and the 65 oh, – sorry, the 65 is, is 7,000. The next step up is the wallpaper. The W. And I'm going to say the wallpaper, 77-inch, at 20 grand, 77-inch, I'm wasn't that 40 – Couple of years ago, I think so. Well, when it's you look, crazy. when you look at the uh, you look at the B the C nine, mm. the seventy seven inch C nine is fifteen triple nine. Mate, for four grand, for four you get extra the wallpaper. Four, I'm like, telling hello. you, oh, yeah, that's that, that is, is sensational. And, and, and it's just such a beautiful thing sitting on your wall. I think people will look at that and think, what is that? And you'll explain to them that's actually an OLED TV. Yeah, we should point out to the uh, what sort of running like we know OLED is. The, the picture quality and the the smoothness of the image and all that is is excellent as as is with the other TVs. Yeah. But one thing they all have in common is that on the OLEDs they've got the new Alpha Nine second generation processor. Yeah. That's kind of the brains of the operation here. It's that, it's that that's big a jump. I don't know why shots. they didn't re- recall the Alpha Ten. Mm. Like it's a good jump. Yeah, up. it is. And then there's also the the Alpha Seven for for some of the other TVs, the UHDs as well. So the Alpha Nine uses uh, artificial intelligence, deep learning to analyze what you're watching, uh, and so it can basically it can look at what you're watching and go, yeah. well, hang on, this is a this is a landscape. I'll do this. This is a, this is an action scene. I'll do this, and so it actually uh, processes and, and and creates the picture that you need to see based on the source and the actual picture that's being displayed. So it's basically real time analysis of the picture yep. and giving you the best result. Yeah, in that instant. Yeah, which it's is pretty impressive. So yeah, it's the Alpha Nine Gen Two intelligent processor, but then they've got the uh, uh, the A Seven, the Alpha Seven Gen Two processor That's as well for some of the other TVs as well. And you, with with the OLED TVs, you know the the it's just it's just hard to get over the fact that they're so thin and that I love showing people I said come and have a look at this TV yeah and and I put a two dollar coin next to it I said look it's as thick as a two dollar coin this day they go yeah. wow are yeah. you serious <laughs> it just blows them away yep it's uh it's a great range of OLEDs that they've uh, they've created so let's move on from the OLED and let's now look at the super UHD and the UHD range of TVs. Let's let's go down. Let's talk talk about UHD first. So this is re, re restating that point that there is nothing but 4K. Yep. Uh, every single TV we talk about today from LG is 4K. The entry price for a 43 inch UHD is one thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So you're getting 43 inch an LG TV uh, with all the smarts of an LG TV. For thirteen hundred bucks, it's pretty good. Oh, 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 that that's that's you've got to be very careful not to overlook that as being just a cracking good exposure to the basics of an LG. So, look, I'll tell you the the stuff about an LG that I'm a massive fan of is frankly the operating system, the WebOS, the, the yeah. WebOS. We should point out actually that no matter what TV you buy in the twenty nineteen range. They're going to have the same WebOS experience. That's right. No matter if you spend twenty thousand or twelve hundred or on your TV, yep. They're going to have the same WebOS experience, but also the same uh, voice assistance and intelligence running behind it. As and we'll, well talk about we'll those talk about things that later. in greater detail. But yep. this is what's critical. Everything's four K. Everything's got the WebOS. Everything's got the artificial intelligence built in. It's very, very smart television. So at, at thirteen hundred bucks, that's actually really good value. Uh, and as you said earlier, 
these UHDs are the ones that are really pushing the boundary on size. They're making an 86-inch UHD panel. Yeah. So if you want a big TV... 8,000. Yeah. For well, an 86-inch TV. Yeah, that's that is impressive. Awesome. And, and you, you think about the demand now for large-screen TVs. People say, oh, I want a 70-inch plus screen. Or, or, or I had a mate the other day email me said, look, I'm looking for an 82-inch screen. Yeah. So mate, bigger, it's go big or go home. I posted a photo of, of you know me watching Formula One and I, on Facebook and I said, Show, like, how are you watching the F1 this weekend? And this person put up this picture and I went, you know, you look at someone's lounge room in a picture and you think, okay, that's that looks big. I said, how big is that? And they go, 80, whatever it was. And I went, like, forget <laughs> the fact that we live in a bubble where this is all the rage. Yep. The average Joe is seeking out these Absolutely big sizes right. like totally. never before. So yeah. the if just for the UHD to top out, top out at eight grand for an 86-incher, yep. 82-inch, five and a half grand. Still, that is really impressive in terms of price-wise. And then, yeah, if you do want to spend a little bit more on the Super UHD, the Super UHD then becomes their – that's their nano-cell television, which is very similar to the Samsung QLED TV. So that, again, sort of puts a little – a slight improvement on the picture quality, the brightness and all that. And I think LG would argue – and probably not – they can't, probably wouldn't ever say it in, in marketing, but I think they would argue that Super UHD is to Samsung's QLED. Absolutely and right. Yep. If you're putting things side by side, you shouldn't be comparing OLED to QLED. You should no. be comparing Super UHD to QLED. Completely right. Um, and that, that's, that's a really important thing. But even in the Super, in the super UHD, there's a, there's a kind of um, – a good, better, best style um, arrangement to the yep. different model numbers. You, you know, so you're you're upping your, your game in there. But you know, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the forty nine inch, uh, like a fifty inch TV, yeah, for two grand, 2000, which yeah. is grouse picture quality. Very nice. Like that's what we're saying. Like if that, that's perfect for like if you've got a smaller room, maybe a uh, a bedroom even. Uh, yep. So it, it's it's suitable for that. It's under two grand for a super UHD TV. Now, in terms of model numbers, again, just to help out. If, you, if you're shopping here and you want to know about LG's Super UHD and how the good, better, best operates, the, again, you've got the, the size of the model, the 49, the 55 or whatever. But within the model number, you've got an 8100. That's their good. You've got an 8600. That's their better. And then you've got the 9400 series. Which is that's their, best. their best, right? Yep. So you can get a 55-inch a 8100, the good, for $2,199. You can get a 55-inch 8600 for $2,400. Um, and when you get to the 9400 series, you, you, you start at 65 inch. So there, there is, it's, it's critical to know that no matter what's on display at your retailer, because they can only fit so many TVs in, right? Um, there is a huge range. Now, we've both listed the full range on our websites, uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. So you can look at every single model and the recommended and retail every price, price. And when they're available. Which allows you to take that model number. And you know what I do? I just Google it. Just Google yeah, the model number. Yeah. Make sure it's in Australia because then you search. You're basically looking at Harvey Norman, Bingley, JB Hi-Fi. How yep. are they comparing? What are they selling? Um, and and who's stocking it? Because not all these models are going to be stocked by every retailer. No. Um, Super UHD is a pretty spectacular pitch quality. Now I said earlier they did let us sit side by side looking at an, a, an OLED and a Super UHD. Now I I didn't I didn't laugh, but I certainly smirked when I thought, listen, this is beautiful but it ain't no OLED. Yep. That, that was my first thought because I'm analysing it, you know, a beautiful, mm. uh, you know, roll. Still look pretty impressive next to the OLED. But, mate, yeah. you, you, you look at the colours that were coming out in some of, the, some of the pictures, it was stunning. And I think that the problem, and I say this all the time to people who ask me that question, what should I buy? The number one thing I say is remember this, you're only taking one home. 
Yeah, you're not going to have two side by side. So even, even at my house on the weekend, I sat the TV up on the shelf, which covered up the TV that I have on the wall, to the point where I couldn't compare them side by side because I don't want to compare them side by side. No. I just want to experience that TV. If you think that one looks better than the other side by side, ask yourself how much better. Because that's when you say, well, okay, so look, my budget is such that I can only afford this one here, the good, not the best, if, the, if you yeah. look at the, the breakdown. Uh, so remember that you're not taking that one home. Yeah. And even if your mate got the better one, <laughs> trust me, as you drive from his place to yours, you've forgotten yeah, exactly the small right. incremental difference that exists. This, with the Super UHD, we should point out too that what makes it that that's slightly better than the UHD is the local dimming. Yes. So the backlight is controlled in such a way where there are more zones where it can be controlled to build up that contrast and to have those better black levels. Remember earlier we were telling about how black is produced by blocking the backlight. With these local dimming zones, if you can dim out various zones when it's needed in real time – that enhances the black level in that particular area. That that's one of the reasons why this is the included the super UHD TV. Yep. So really improves the black levels. The adds that sort of natural colours and adds a lot of vibrant and, and that's vibrant colours as well. It's called full array dimming. And and yep. in the in the super UHD they they really take that full array dimming to the next level. And you can, you pair that with the nano cell, which the nano cell is is very. Um, is very much about enhancing the pixel. Yeah, you know, making that it's, it's pixel like a look fil- better. It's like it filters the color better and yeah. field of view too. Yes, and this to is a good point. Thing. Yes, what does your lounge room look like? Yeah, because do you get the best seat all the time? No, yeah. I choose the side because I want to lay down a bit. I want to chill. Oh, really? Right. But and yeah, so it's important. You think about how you like you would watch and how we watch. You're all gathered around, and not everyone is sitting in the plum seat. Mm. So that if you're sitting off to the side. The good thing about these TVs is that if the colours are still bright, yep. the picture's still clear. So not Which a, and again, and even if you're watching, like a lot of people watch off at an angle, maybe they're in the kitchen, and they can still sort of see the TV and still see it clearly. So it's yeah. not a matter of you being pushed out of the middle of the seat, but if you're watching from the side yeah. from another room, fold and washing on the other side of the room, and 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 the, and the picture is is rubbish because of the viewing angle. Yeah. So again, it's another good tip in store. You're standing looking at the TV, it looks great. Yep. You're standing looking at another TV, it looks great. Now stand on an angle stand, to both stand, of them. Yeah, that's right. Stand at 45 because it, degrees. it may be that that one you think looks better is actually not as good on an angle. That's right. right? The, bright, the, the thing that drops is the brightness yes. and the colour, the, the color, brightness of the, the colour saturation. It literally dulls out. Yeah. So if, you, if, you got to, if, if you're standing off to the side and the TV quality, the picture quality is still as good as if you're standing in the middle, then you're on a winner. All right. The full range of uh, LG TVs are listed at uh, techguide.com.au. So we're talking UHD, Super UHD, and OLED. And in each case, there's a, there's there's a good, better, best, especially for the Super UHD, worth considering. Um, and it really does mean there's a TV for everyone. Now we're going to talk shortly about all the web OS stuff coming up. But you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> And, you know, when you talk about smart devices like your television, one of the things they need is connectivity. And if you've got great internet coming into your home, you also need great Wi-Fi because your router, your point of entry of the internet in your home might be the complete opposite end of the house to your television. And that's where Netgear's Orbi comes in. You can put an Orbi system in your home, which is a mesh Wi-Fi system, which creates essentially a dome over your home, full, beautiful, fast Wi-Fi all throughout your home. You don't have to change your uh, your modem. You plug your Orbi into existing modem supplied by your telco. You plug it in. 
You set it up very quickly in an app. I did this at the office the other day. I bought a new Orbi from Officeworks. The app took five minutes at most, and I was renaming the network and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got uh, you've got Wi-Fi all through your home, which means that your super smart TV can connect wirelessly to your network and get full capabilities of all those great smarts that come from it. Orbi, uh, you can find them at all good retails. O-R-B-I, Orbi from Netgear. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I, uh, we, we teased WebOS earlier. We talked about it being on every single one of these TVs. And I've always loved WebOS. It's, and what we're talking about here is weird because TVs have operating systems. It's when you press that home button and the menus come up. What do you see? What does it look like? How easy is it to use? And how easy is it, is it to set up? That's right. And WebOS, not only is it easy to set up, but when you press that home button, it, it's, it's this bottom third of the TV gently glides up and you've got these tiles. You know, the one might be Stan and Netflix and YouTube and you might set up EFTM. That'd be a good thing to do. Whatever it is, uh, you set up on, the on your- guide YouTube if, channel. If you want to do that. Yeah, you <laughs> could. Um, now, I, I'm going to say this is catch-up. This is 2019 is catch-up for LG because what we're about to tell you is a feature that I, I think has been in other competitors for at least a year or so. But it's a standout feature that will absolutely – you'll love it and you'll use it regularly. So you open up the menu, you you hover your mouse, you know, the magic mouse, or you, you click over to Netflix. And rather than having to click on Netflix, have it load and then get the menu and then choose your TV show, there's this extra ribbon that appears. And that ribbon might show you something that's really popular right now. It might show you the last thing you started watching and you can jump straight back straight in, into, into that. Yeah. So I'm, I open up Stan, it says Miracle Workers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in there. So you're watching Miracle. You're watching that? What is that? It's that. Um, Miracle what's workers. his name? Steve Buscemini. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. He's, um, he he plays God. Yeah, plays God. It's, it's funny. I've and watched Harry the Potter's first episode. It. Yeah. It's good. His like, name's Daniel Radcliffe, actually, whatever. not Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Potter. mate. <laughs> uh, it's good, right? So it'll, it'll yeah, tell it's you funny. To, to, you can continue watching yeah. where you left off. So this is without you having to dig in and no, find the actual app. You, haven't it, you can still be watching the Today Show and getting ready to watch Miracle Workers because it's coming up in your menu. So you're still watching whatever's in the background. But the same applies to hopefully Stan, yeah. uh, and a lot of recommended content that will come up in that area. So it's basically taking multiple steps. It's a thing on, on the web we kind of call everything should be two clicks away. You know, you shouldn't have to click more than twice to get to something on a page or a site. Yep. This is bringing stuff closer to you, making it easier to navigate. Yeah, and it's it a really works good with Netflix too, of course. Yep. And, you, and I, I like you can even arrange the tiles how you want. So you get rid of some, arrange some, the most frequently used well, say, say, catch-up services, you can put them up you the know, front. Arranging them is, is good, and I always kind of arrange them in, in what I think I most regularly use, but now it's intelligent. It can actually yeah. auto-arrange based on your usage. So yeah. it'll if, you, if, you, if you're binging Netflix, it's going to push that right up the end. If your yeah. kids have been having too much Xbox time, you'll know because it's been, it's been pushed up the end. Yep. So it's a really nice way of arranging the menu, and it is such, a, such an easy thing mm. to use. But it's intuitive. one of the most intuitive TV yeah. operating systems and, out there. And, and good that it gives you that the snapshot of what what's hot right now, what people are watching. Yeah, because that, that's half the battle when you when you think, what am I going to watch now? And you got to if, if you got to dive into the app, and then the app gives you all these other recommendations. This could really uh, narrow it down a lot yeah. faster for you. Yeah, I think it's a it's a nice advance. There is a ton of features that we haven't even scratched the surface on. That when we get to the point of fully reviewing these uh, these units, we'll really dig into what WebOS is offering in in 2019. But it's WebOS 4.5 uh, from yep. memory, uh, and this is, look, I guess the challenge is you bought last year's TV, you're not going to get 
WebOS 4.5. No, you're not, yeah. You, you might get some of the smarts might be upgraded through the year and you should always check your TV for updates. Absolutely. It's a really good thing Set to on recommend. auto-update. Like, Set it on auto-update yeah. and just check in every now and then to make sure you are getting the latest features. But, um, yeah, WebOS 4.5 is a good, solid leap forward for the We should, um, we should mention, while we're talking about the OS and navigating the uh, the TV's operating system, yep. we should mention the Magic Remote. Oh, yeah. Like, all TVs have the Magic Remote, which, which puts the little cursor on the screen and it's... Uh, uh, in 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 the case it's of the voice assistants, we will talk about uh, the microphones on on the magic remote. It's part of what makes remote. navigating WebOS so easy yeah. because it's got a you scroll don't, wheel. It's you don't have to click six times over. You just go right. I want I want to click on that tile that six times. I just yeah. move my mouse and I well, point it. Yeah. Look, I'll I'll be honest. I've still got no idea how it works, but it's the amazing. magic remote. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you I because you think about the mouse on your desk at yeah. the, your computer. Now, the, the, when it had a ball in it, I fully understood because it had little <laughs> wheels on each side and that was simply telling it where Move it moved. It yep. The laser thing, okay, I'm going to give it, I understand that. But you've got this movement where your hand moves across a desk. Whereas you pick up this thing, it's like a Wii remote and it just, it knows that you're pointing it. It knows, yeah. like... It wakes uh, up when you pick it up too. And I think then when the, you put it down, it, it fades out. It's probably smart because why would you point it at a wall, right? Now, if you point it at a wall, it probably will go up and down on the TV, but... Why would you do that, right? So it's smart. It knows you're always essentially pointing yeah. at the TV and it just got gyro and accelerometers and stuff in it like a, t- like a smartphone does that allows it to understand where the mouse should be going. Absolutely. And, and like you said, really easy to navigate, to click on things rather than having to get, use uh, directional keys. It's yeah. just there. Yeah. So look, WebOS, massive upgrade, a really worthwhile thing, especially if your TV's now kicking on a few years old, you're really going to get a good leap forward here with WebOS. Yeah, and also the, so the, the voice assistance and intelligence is something that uh, that is has really come on board. And, and LG, uh, this year, are going to offer Google Assistant, mm-hmm. but they're also going to offer Alexa. So not, not many TV brands that offer both. No. Uh, both voice assistants. And later this year, just in terms of convenience and intelligence, they're also going to offer uh, um, AirPlay 2 yeah. is coming to LG TVs as well. HomeKit so, compatibility. Yeah. They've literally gone, you know what? And it's here's the thing. Uh, other companies have talked about having an open ecosystem. Mm. And my only challenge to that is, well, show me the others that are coming in. Show me your competitors in here. I've got to say, now the good thing is, neither Google, Alexa or Apple are genuinely LG competitors um, in this space. So it is outstanding to think that it may not be the full suite of, you know, a Siri on on a on a, a LG TV, but to have HomeKit integration, uh, to get AirPlay two, which means you can just yeah. push it up to the screen, and having Chromecast built into these kind of things is sensational. So Google Assist, you're asking questions, um, which also is still going to link back to the ThinQ engine. Yep. Which is so there's and it's interesting. We had a really interesting conversation during my little tour of the house about artificial intelligence. Now, to paint the picture, when you go on these events, Stephen, there's always a couple of boring blokes like you and me who just want to see cool <laughs> TVs, a couple of utter, utter nerds, and then people who have really no interest other than seeing some cool TVs. And you have, we had someone ask, well, hang on a minute, tell me about the artificial intelligence. Because we were talking about the picture. We, we referenced earlier that you could be watching a landscape and it adjusts. Well, it's not actually artificial intelligence in the TV that's doing that. It's artificial intelligence back at the factory that was used to create the deep learning that now lets your TV adjust. So your your TV is not learning about different picture scenes. Let's be clear. But when you start using the voice assistant, that's when pure and true artificial intelligence comes in. Because when you say, um, show me more shows like this, 
Well, mm. the TV it goes, re- what the hell's what that mean? Before, yeah. the, the, or the, what it's watching, what's three on the years screen. Ago, three yeah. years ago, your TV's going to go, well, okay, I'll show you a program called More Like This. Uh-huh. It would literally look for a show called More yeah. Like This. Whereas your TV now sends that command off to headquarters, it reads it, it goes, what they want is more programs like the one they're watching now. And in, in the split second of time, they go, right, what, the, what are they watching now? And they use the EPG and a deep database of what you're watching to go, right, they're watching Seinfeld, episode 73. Uh, and then it goes, they want more of that. So they're going to dish up more like that. And mm. they might even, you know, dish up shows, Seinfeld episodes that are rated that way. That's artificial And this all happens in the blink of an eye as well. It's crazy. So, uh, that, I thought the magic uh, remote was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but, but with all of that, all that package... Uh, LG uh, is what is the only brand that's going to bring all the the both mm. the voice assistants and going to have AirPlay too. So all, all this in one. That's uh, it's, it's a nice nice little feather in the cap for LG there. It is. It's a good range of things, and I think once you start to utilize, because my kids, oh, I got to be honest, my kids use Google Home a lot. Mm-hmm. They ask it the weather every day, <laughs> and they go, "It's going to rain at three o'clock today, Dad." I went, "What are you talking about?" I go, Google said so. Yeah. Like that, when when they start to realize they can do that with the TV now, well, that's going to be really. You should cool. also point out too that, it, like a smart speaker, you can also use the Google Assistant on your TV to control devices and yeah. lights and it is essentially like that. It, you know you think, you think of your Lenovo and your JBL smart screens. It is a massive version of that exactly because right. you can command smart Google display. to bring up anything. So it's a really good feather in the cap, as you say. I think it builds nicely on the whole thing. You. Uh, mm. I guess branding that LG have with this intelligent technology. The other thing I like too is that when you connect a source to the TV, it detects what it is automatically. Yeah. Like if you put an Xbox there to say Xbox, PlayStation, Blu-ray player, which makes so rather than you thinking is HDMI one the Blu-ray player or is that the it's Xbox? It's all well good for you and me. That's all there. Did the plugging in, but what about yeah. the kids who don't know where the Xbox is? That's right. So the, they just call up the sources and there they are. Uh, this is another example of those little those little things that make that that those little bits of convenience for the yep. TV. Well, there uh, it's a solid range of televisions coming from LG. As I said, the full pricing, the full model range, and a solid breakdown of things is all up at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. And in a moment, we'll tell you all about the soundbars. Two Blokes Talking Tech is proudly supported by Uniden, and they've got an exciting range of, of app cam solo cameras. So if you want to be remotely monitoring your property, you can do that. And one in particular is the app cam solo 4G. So this really expands the usage of this camera where you don't need a Wi-Fi network to connect. You can actually use a 4G SIM card inside this camera, so you can place it in places where Wi-Fi is not available well, on a remote property, uh, at your holiday home, uh, looking at your caravan, or maybe if you have a boat in the, at the marina, you can uh, be looking at this remotely through the AppCam Solo 4G. You can look at the uh, HD picture through the through the companion app, and you can even pair a solar panel to this camera so that not only do you just set it and forget it with that connection, the 4G connection, but there's no need even to recharge the battery if you 
you've got a solar panel attached. It also it too has all the features you'd come to expect from the other cameras in the unit in range, including thermosense, which is that motion detection that can detect heat and movement, so you're not getting in the, any of those false notifications. You can. It's also got two-way talk as well, so if someone's in front of the camera, you can have a conversation. You can even set off a siren if there's someone suspicious lurking around. Uh, and again, it's connected through the 4G cellular network and naturally weatherproof as well so you can place it anywhere you want to read more about the app camp solo 4g check it out at uniden.com.au this is two blokes talking tech with trevor long and stephen fennec well it wasn't just tvs we saw uh at the uh, the launch the other day solid range of soundbars coming from lg and not only do i like the look of them but pretty critically they sound spectacular. They are brilliant. I think this is a really going to be a really important part of LG's offering this year. Uh, I think the whole the, the theme of the soundbar and the TVs together is just creating this incredible experience. Like when when you when you're watching TV, of course, it's a visual thing, but sound adds so much to the enjoyment. If, if you're watching oh, yeah. a great picture and the sound's rubbish, it's really going to pull everything down. So if you've got this great combination of brilliant picture quality and this amazing sound quality, then that, that's a winning combination. We should mention that a lot of the TVs also already have Atmos built into some of the TVs yep. as well. So good sound quality. But if you want to take it to the yeah. next level, I so, think the sound bars are really important. Stephen, I don't want to make this a Formula One episode, but have you, <laughs> have you even sampled the Netflix series Drive? Not yet, no. I, I am probably going to uh, Can watch I, that on, my, on, my, on the plane. No, I don't want you to. Oh, you want to watch it in this sort of, I'm this sort of telling you, here, I'm right? telling you, that program is the best produced audio production really? I've ever seen. Wow. Now, I've got Should a pretty... Should watch it in here. I'm, that's what I want you to do. At least wow. at least sample an episode in here. Okay. We're, we're sitting in Stephen's uh, amazing 17.7 surround sound system. <laughs> um, I've got a 5.1 surround. Might, might be 7, I don't know. But yep. it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good is, yeah. system that I got at home. Just, you know, a soundbar, wireless rears, yep. and the whole Atmos... The whole thing happening. But I've never – I hear a lot of, you know, rear stuff happen, but I don't watch a lot of movies. Mm. This Netflix thing, uh, they – because it's over-accentuated, right? They over-accentuate the sound of like a car crashing. <laughs> you know, you can hear them. Yeah, it's right. like they go to a Foley stage and actually yeah. they've redone some Do of the it, sound right? effects. It is, it is spectacular. And it's at that moment that I realised why if you really do love, um, you know, visual entertainment like, like movies and TV yeah. shows – that's why you want to go soundbar. Sound now, is the amazing, sound yeah. sounds great on a TV, yeah. but when you put a five point one or seven point something, you start to really, really take in these kind of shows. So absolutely right. That's why these products and they've got soundbars here from four hundred bucks. Yep. Up to kind of seventeen hundred bucks. They've got something for everyone in terms of range. But the the ones the ones I'm going to focus on that we're going to focus on is the SL eight, SL nine, and SL ten. Well, they're 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 the higher end Dolby Atmos, yeah. uh, just incredible experience all around there. And and again, created with their partners Meridian, that's that uh, British audio brand that are, that are pretty uh, pretty prestigious they do brand. Okay. They do some good work. Uh, and it's a good idea that they partnered with them because the, the sound experience uh, is, it really adds another layer to your enjoyment. The great, the, the, when we were at the house to, during the showcase, they they had, did some amazing demos of the sound quality, and we're, we're talking out of a sound bar that's only like a thousand dollars. The SL8 they they showed off, which yeah. sounded remarkable for 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 the for the price. 
uh, and then you take that up to the nine and the ten. And if, for those who haven't experienced Atmos, this is a, a, like a three D soundscape. And you've got to remember, it's all coming from the soundbar at the front of the room. Yeah. So in this demo, the soundbar sitting there below the TV, mounted on the wall, the, the soundbars actually have accelerometers built in so it knows whether it's laying flat, whether yep. it's on a wall, so it knows which speakers to fire in which direction. Yep, the SL9 and, and is wall-mountable. That's the one that is firing. That's down. right. Yep. So, so with, with this, the, the soundbar's at the front of the room, but when they played this, this Atmos clip, you're hearing sounds coming from behind you, above, to the left, to the right, and it's all coming from the front of the room. You'd swear there's a speaker behind you, but it's not. It's all coming from the soundbar. That's the brilliance of Dolby Atmos and this great, amazing audio technology that can bend that sound around the room to create this incredible virtual surround sound space. Yep, it's uh, it's cracking to think that for 1099 bucks you can get the SL8 uh, which has Google Assistant, by the way, built in. Yes. A 3.1.2 channel sound, Dolby Atmos, Meridian, and it's a 20-watt sound system. That's oh, powerful. Oh, man, it's crazy good stuff. And and you turn you, you crank the volume up on one of those things, and you'll think, holy hell, that's coming out of that thing. Uh, you that's coming bring, out of that. You, you'll want to bring that down to an odd number. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'll put it down at nine instead of ten. But you know what? If you're spending big bucks on a TV, yes, and, and so the critical thing we're saying here is, TVs all have pretty good sound. There's no yep. doubt. And, and especially when you spend good money. They do have good sound. But because you've spent that money on that TV, because you love watching whatever it is you're watching, whether for me it's Formula One, for Stephen it's movies, um, yep. you know, the billions, whatever you're getting into, yep. mate, sound can add a Completely. whole extra layer to the, to, the, yeah. to the experience. And I think that's why it's, it's always good to invest in that. So, yeah, we're talking a good range of soundbars from LG this year. Um, and you've, Stephen's got all the details of the soundbars as well up at techguide.com.au. I'm exhausted just thinking yeah. back to that event, let alone the number <laughs> of screens I looked at. But yeah. uh, can't wait to have a good look at those products as they come out through the year. We'll have full reviews. Uh, Stephen is – I'm not going to beat around the bush. Stephen's a go-to if you want to know whether a TV is good or bad. The bloke can see the difference between one pixel and another. I can just tell <laughs> you whether it looks good. Okay. Uh, so I look forward to your your full reviews of the, a couple of those models uh, later in the year, especially the OLED and then the Super UHD to, to really get a sense of, of those models. Uh, Stephen, we've both got uh, tr- flights to catch to different parts of the world. Yes. Um, we're going to do our best to bring uh, a full show next week covering both events we're going to. Uh, I'll be in Cupertino. You'll be in Paris. And uh, then you're going to take a break. Yeah. Have a little, little, little uh, My wife and I are going to spend honeymoon. a little bit of time in Paris, yeah. Oh, what it's going to be to birthday next week, so yeah. yeah. You big softy. <laughs> How romantic you am I, You big eh? softy. I'm a good husband, aren't you're I? You're only romantic if you borrow a lot of Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> Uh, no, it's Louis Vuitton, oh, Louis actually. Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, yeah. LV. LV. Mate, get us, get us some it's of French, everything. French brand, mate. So, come on. Yeah, We're no, in their home ground. Just just make sure you don't get it from the blokes that sell it. You know, when they put it on the, the footpath. They put, on the, they put the blanket out and they, they've got yeah, the bags. I suggested that, but she said, no, no, we'll buy it from a store. You, should, you know what you should do? <laughs> Blind test. Yeah, she'd be able to tell the difference. you she'd spot it oh, straight up? Straight away, mate. Really? Straight away. Yeah. What's, what's the giveaway? Oh, I just think the stitching and the quality of the leather and... It's there's there's a lot to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back next week with Two Blacks Talking Tech episode three hundred and eighty three. Thanks for listening. Send us your feedback. Go to uh, go to the website uh, techguide.com.au, eftm.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Stephen Fennick, at Trevor Long. We'll be back next week on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.